is Larry. Larry. So get the latest news and more live and local with Larry on the Larry Young Morning Show every weekday morning from 6 to 10 on WOLB 1010 AM. Are increasingly 
impacted by technology, and the country just does not produce enough folks. And part of the reason it doesn't is we're not including a wider swath of people. We're not including everybody. Um, and you, you know, some of the previous callers talked about that in one form or another. What Tyrone Tayborn is doing is providing an opportunity where those folks who may not be interested or need help or support, we can support them. And so I've been attending, and I started as a student to get support, but then probably for the last couple decades to help other people. The job I was just in, in the company, we had thousands of technical uh, STEM-related openings right now. So again, I like what he does. It resonates with me from a support of our country and support of our allies globally and providing opportunities for those folks that need it. Now, I'm told, sir, that you recently retired from uh, a Northern Gunman. Before that, you worked for Skorinsky Aircraft? Correct. And you uh, you were a lead in the Comanche helicopter program, served as a chief system engineer for the Naval Hawk program. What do you need to get those jobs? Okay. That's a good question. So one, I think you have to be interested in engineering and science and technology. So I think that's important. It's important, you know, regardless of, um, you know, the needs of the country and needs. It's important to do what you like. If you don't like it, you're not ultimately not going to be uh, successful. But you clearly, for these types of technical jobs, there's some training involved, some degrees. You got to really work hard at it. Um, you have to be really dedicated and committed. And you've got to have some, you know, you have to know some folks, right? So you have to have some connections in some way, professionally, through organizations, through where you work. Again, Black Engineer of the Year is a good way to satisfy all those. You can meet people that are in those jobs, find out what it takes from them, not just, you know, listening to you and I. And they will help you, maybe with some scholarships, with jobs, with internships, with information about those and lots of other jobs. So I agree with you, you know, attending BEA, um, is very important from just understanding what it takes to move forward. I'm told as well that you served as an active duty Air Force officer. You were also a member of the Connecticut Air National Guard for several years. When, <laughs> when did you join the Air Force and why? Yeah, okay. So I joined the Air Force um, right out of high school. And so why? It's because my family has a long history of service. So my dad served in World War II in the Pacific, had an uncle that served in World War II. Um, you know, interestingly, my wife, who I married a little later, her dad served in World War II and her relatives had four brothers. They all joined the military. And so service to country was important to me. And I thought serving in a defense standpoint was important as well. As far as the Air Force, I liked airplanes. So, you know, it was a natural fit, and they helped, you know, pay for college. So, as you mentioned, I joined as a cadet, and when I was 18, and I served active duty, reserve, and national guard, um, and I retired at age 48. So, on again, off again, uh, 30 years in the U.S. Air Force. Now, you have a bachelor's degree in aerospace engineering, two master's degrees in aerospace engineering and engineering management, a doctorate degree in aerospace engineering from the University of Maryland College Park. What would you say to a young person who likes STEM but doesn't want to do a, a, do a lot of degrees? Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Um, 
you know, you know, I can turn it back. What would you say if somebody wants to be a you know talk radio host but doesn't want to get the training, right? So you get right. your position. There's a certain amount of training, and so in STEM and and uh, those type of fields, in my view, people's lives depend on it. You know, if you're working on an IT system, the phone's got to work. Applications have to work. You know, people work on bridges, bridges, airplanes. So we all have an expectation that a certain level and amount of training is required. It's a profession. Right, and so to be in a profession, you have to do a certain amount. Regarding degrees, the life is changing in that there's a little bit of a movement away from lots of formal degrees like I did, and I'm a little bit older, to two-year degrees, kind of micro-degrees or certificates, especially in IT computing and software. And so because technology is changing so fast, keeping up on that in some ways is a little bit more important than having lots of formal degrees. Again, what I would tell, tell folks is, you know, understanding that dynamic, understanding what you may want to do, and then how to navigate it. Um, you know, a way to do that is to you know go to Bayer, because there'll be tens of thousands of people from companies that are on the cutting edge globally of technology. And I just emphasize that it's not a black conference; it's a technology conference where there are Fortune 50, Fortune 20 companies represented, and people that are experts in their field. So. For all of you out there listening or thinking about degrees or trying to figure out what you'd want to do with STEM, popping by Bea, even for a couple hours, the amount of resources and people there willing to talk to you and help, it's hard to duplicate or replicate that anywhere else. So I would encourage your listeners to do that. And, uh, Dr. Jones, what I guess it is, I am excited. This is going to be my first one that I'm going to come to. And I've had the opportunity sitting here in this venue to help push it and encourage others to go. And so I've asked each one of them what they're going to be doing and where I might find you so that I might meet you personally and say to you, thank you for coming on the show. But more importantly, thank you for being a positive role model for our community. Hey, thanks. And uh, yeah, at the conference, uh, I just retired. So even though I retired, I'm actively recruiting. I recruit for the Air Force. I do a lot of walking around. I attend a number of the sessions, you know, even, you know, at my age, I still find there's a lot of relevance in the sessions on technology, on trends, on diversity, so I'll attend those. I'll be attending a part of the Stars and Stripes dinner event Friday night and the Dean's Breakfast on Saturday. You know, it's an award name for me, so um, I get to hand that out, so that's pretty cool. I get to <laughs> recipient and I, I do a lot of walking around so you can attend the sessions and I, I, I encourage that but what's important really is the networking the talking to people um, and a lot of the activities that are there so um, a lot of people there but hey you may just see me walk in the hall so just come up and say hello I'd love to meet you much appreciate thank you thank you so very much for this Rob you some of your morning time and we're honored to have you on board sir much of it and I'll see you and hopefully, as you just stated, they're at the Black Engineering of the Year Awards Conference and Career Fair, February 14th and 15th in Washington, D.C. Doc, thank you so very much, good man. Hey, thank you. Have a good morning.